0: to the Florida Hockey Podcast, Justin Bedford, alongside Noah Russo. And basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot a million dollars in total prizes when using promo code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball, it's simple. It's easy. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, assist means so much more with a DraftKings Daily Fantasy lineup on the line. And baseball fans, you may have missed out on season-long fantasy, so now is the time to get in on all the Daily Fantasy action where DraftKings has even more ways for you to make it rain. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN for a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. Minimum five dollar deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Noah, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Um. Doing good, doing good. Uh, you know, busy, busy time of year. We're finishing up, uh, you know, all our schoolwork, uh, lots of hockey going on. Obviously, trade deadline uh, is tomorrow, which is when this episode will be out. Meaning, uh, a lot of the things we talk about today might be outdated, so we're gonna make some trade predictions at the end. Uh, so it should, should be a fun episode, uh, it should, should be good, mm-hmm. and I mean. Last week, we recorded. We talked about a lot of stuff, uh, and then literally, like immediately after we recorded, Panthers go out and make a move, trading away Brett Connolly, uh, bringing in Lucas Walmark, bringing him home. Uh, what were your thoughts on the move when it first happened?
1: I think you could you could sense that it's it's a depth move in order to just alleviate the cap space basically it's a it's a trade that sets up another trade
0: yeah that that was kind of my thought too is like okay they move out brett Connolly, so now you got this space what are you going to do with it we're all kind of waiting for you know the next move to happen which uh, there's been a couple that we've seen in the last couple days here uh and definitely welcome because the panthers uh three losses in a row now uh not been a great little stretch here for the team no, it's um. I mean, not. I don't think alarming, but you're you're
1: definitely kind of. It's it's not alarming. It's rather questioning. Um, makes you wonder. Uh, and you know, I mean, I think two of those games were versus Cal- uh, Carolina, right? Uh, yeah. Like, at the end of the day, you didn't lose all the three straight games to the Detroit um, uh, Red Wings. You know it's the reality situation you were playing good teams and, and you lost and that happens sometimes um, three isn't it's is concerning not alarming but you're, you're definitely wondering what what's going to give because I mean I, I think Ekblad's loss on the blue line is hurting
0: yeah I think like that, that's such a significant loss for this team and like you said you know, these three losses, like they're coming against good teams. It isn't like losing to Detroit or Chicago or Columbus teams that are struggling. Like Dallas has not had a great year, but they, they went to the final last year. Like that's a good hockey team. Carolina is a very good hockey team too. So to lose, you know, it sucks. You never want to lose. Uh, but those are good teams. And I think the thing is we've seen the Panthers win those games, you know, quite a bit this year with the way they've played and, It just seems recently, even before that stretch, like they lose these three, but they won six straight before and then they lose a few uh, before that six game winning streak. So I think it's just maybe a little bit of inconsistency, too, in the way the team's playing.
1: Yeah. And sometimes you're just bound to hit a slump at some point. It's just I mean, statistically, it's going to happen, you know, just not getting not getting the lucky bounces and it just happens um that 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 first game against carolina the 5-2 loss i thought was was fine you know i they're not they're not losing in blowout fashion either you know
0: no they're not getting getting blown out for sure and like last night in the dallas game right they're down 3-1 they get the late one there in the second they're down 3-1 going into the third Uh, And then right out of the gate, like they came out really strong at the start of the third. Godobin made some huge saves for Dallas. And then puck goes the other way. Jason Robertson puts one past Bobrovsky, and that was pretty much it. So just uh, like I like the response. They just weren't able to capitalize uh, in in that period. But do you think this little kind of, let's say, slump uh, has maybe – uh, increase the level of urgency for Bill Zito and making some moves like we've seen him make a couple here, uh, the last couple of days.
1: Like maybe a little. Like y- you have to, you have to wonder. Uh, it's like, not, like it's it's it's, not probably, a, it's it's not a great time to lose three straight. That's for sure. For for Bill Zito, this is pretty much his worst case scenario because he was looking, he, he was he was probably like definitely hoping that they would, you know, they would steady out and that he wouldn't have as much pressure to make a move. But now it seems like in teams, teams have been going out, they've been making the moves. So I think a combination of of the the recent uh, results and other teams around the league is definitely putting a significant amount of pressure on Bill Zito right now.
0: Yeah. Well, I think like, obviously the the struggle is like, it's not a great time, but I think you'd rather the team struggle now than you don't do it. the team's hot going into the deadlines. You don't do anything and then they struggle after and you're not able to, to make some additions. Exactly. Um, And I think, I think more so the urgency probably comes from, from the Ackblad injury of, you know, you lose your, your top pairing, number one defenseman, hard to replace, And this is a decor where a lot of guys have stepped up all year and been really, really solid. But I don't think they're able to step up to the degree that will compensate for Ekbod being out. So definitely some help needed. Uh, Just quickly, because we didn't really talk about it, uh, what are your thoughts been so far on uh, Kierstad in his first few NHL games?
1: Uh, He played more than I thought he would. He he really did. Um, You know, I, I think the first time I said seven minutes, like, minimum maybe 12 if he if if he's looking good out there i think he played 15 so um he's he's looking good and it's super cool i mean he was he was a panthers fan growing up um
0: yeah we saw that picture of uh yeah and they had that in his stall because they didn't have the nameplate so yeah i think um, that's pretty great
1: i i think that's great i think that he's definitely you can tell that he was one of the most convoluted college players this year uh you know, he, he's been able to step in, in the NHL and you can't really like, that, that's just, that's great, but you're not expecting him to take on a big role this year. And I think he, he's slotting in like, well, in what he's asked to do.
0: Yeah. They're not there. I think they're doing a good job of, obviously, you know, there's a guy coming right out of college, but uh, you know, he was in college for a long time and was able to develop his game there. I like, I I've, been very impressed with what I've seen so far and you know the team hasn't given him too much you know responsibility that he can't handle they're putting him in a good spot to succeed um really impressed like his skating is excellent like he's so smooth out there uh really really mobile I think that's probably his main calling card as a player and I think a bit more offense than you know I was maybe anticipating obviously not putting up you know points or anything but he's jumping up into play and he's getting some chances here and there. So I like what, like, I like what I've seen so far from him, especially as, you know, playing in his first few NHL games, like he hasn't looked out of place at all.
1: No, he he's not a small guy either. Right. I, I forget his exact measurements, but he's definitely six foot or, or taller. So that's like such a perfect frame on defense and he's definitely fitting well, fitting in well
0: yeah which is just it's fantastic that they were able to, able to get him and that he's been you know pretty solid for the most part and assuming you know he's only gonna improve down the stretch here as he uh you know gets more experience uh playing at this level like he's just he's been awesome
1: yeah i um,
0: you know which is is odd like much needed for sure. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. And, and we anticipate sometime in the, the coming weeks we will see Spencer Knight too, uh, which I think everyone's excited for um, because, you know, he is, yeah, you know, he's a top goalie prospect.
1: I mean, yeah, like he's, he's one of the best goalie prospects, period. Like not even on, like, forget
0: about on the Panthers. This is like league wide. Yeah, league wide. He, he's a top prospect, especially at that position. Um, so, so I'm looking forward to that and it's nice for him too and that the the team's in a nice spot in the standings and their goaltending has been relatively solid this year um, which I think takes away some of the pressure for, for Spencer Knight yeah I think it, it absolutely does uh, and
1: I, I, we, we heard him speak a he talked about having Bobrovsky, you know, being able to learn from him and just how, how it's a pretty unique opportunity. And he's really excited for that. So he, obviously he's
0: embracing the moment as well. Yeah. Which is, which is just great to see. And I mean, you know, for all the flack Sergei Bobrovsky gets like mostly about his contract, like at the end of the day, like he, he has won two Vesna trophies. Like he's still a very good goalie. Uh, in this league. And so to have him as a guy to, to learn things from, I think is great for Spencer Knight. And when he does get that chance to come in, it's going to be in a, a low pressure situation where it's like, Hey, go play your game. Don't worry about, you know, anything else. We're, we're comfortable in the standings and we got these other guys here. So the, the pressure's off for Spencer Knight, which I think is huge for, for goalies, especially uh, at that age, making their debuts. Like we've seen, you know, recently, like sometimes goalies playing their first game, like it just, goes badly. There's too much pressure. Uh, so for him to be able to step in at some point, uh, it's a nice situation for him. It, it really is.
1: Uh, and uh, I, I, I doubt Quenville would, would put him in a situation where he'd be playing one of the top teams and I think we'll, we'll easily be able to expect him to, to play one of those lesser teams in, in Detroit, Chicago, or
0: possibly Columbus. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see him at some point, hopefully. Um, and we're just kind of waiting for that. But with the deadline coming up here tomorrow, uh, we've seen a lot of trades, not a lot, a decent amount of movement going on around the league. Uh, in the big trade, obviously yesterday, three team trade that lands David Savard uh, in Tampa Bay uh, with Detroit retaining salary and with, uh, yeah, with salary being retained by both teams involved. So, what are your thoughts on the move? Uh, who do you think kind of wins this trade? And how do you think David Savard is going to fit in in Tampa Bay? Um, I,
1: I This is so reminiscent of last year. Just Tampa Bay loading in on solid, solid depth pieces. It's it's so frustrating. I yeah. hate seeing it. Um, but I, I think David Savard is a great acquisition for them. Yeah. Um, they're, it's it's hard to imagine a, a scenario in which they don't make it to probably the conference final. Yeah, I mean... And, I mean, that's especially considering the the, the expectation and the speculation is that Kucherov's been going to be ready to go in time for playoffs.
0: Yeah, I mean, they Tampa Bay is looking really good. They're in a good spot. David Savard, he's... I think he's the perfect fit for the the style of Tampa Bay plays. Like I think there are certain teams where I don't know if I'd be willing to pay a first for David Savard if we were playing a specific system. Um, but with his, I think his strengths really complement what Tampa Bay has and what they do is you know a five man unit out there. So I I, I think it's a good ad for Tampa Bay. Uh, your first round pick is going to be late in the first round of a draft where. I get, we've mentioned it all the time where who even knows, you know, who the best players are. So for them, uh, you know, I think they, they get a really good player. Detroit picks up some, some assets gets in on the deal uh, for retaining some salary. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're paying literally 25% of David David's salary. Yeah. And I mean,
1: they, they literally, they, they, they paid, somebody made the, the calculation. It was like 200 and, Detroit paid like $250,000 in real money for a fourth-round pick, and that's kind of where they set the value. Yeah. So so the ex- that, that kind of sets the value for the other big deals that are going to require uh, retained salary. I mean, most notably thinking of Taylor Hall. So it, it should cost at least a third-rounder for, for a team that, that wants on top of the price for Taylor Hall to retain that's to have Buffalo retain that salary.
0: Yeah. We've seen more of these like three-way trades recently. Like we saw it last year, Toronto did it with uh, Robin Leonard going to Vegas. Um, you know, so, so it is something that, you know, I think teams are looking at and it's a creative way to, to manage. I like the- it.
1: I, I, I really like it. I think that it's a, it's a really, it's it's smart and it's well thought out. And if you're a rich team that does not need it's probably not competing it's such a value add to be able to quite honestly just buy you're just buying draft picks pick. basically I, I think it's it's a great system I, I i really like it i think it's smart for for teams that are, are trying to add players i think it's it, it's smart for teams that are just trying to get draft picks um i honestly
0: applaud the yeah. And then the the, the crazy thing was like when you look at like the actual trade breakdown like obviously you know who's going where but when you look at the actual trades like it does look a bit ridiculous because yeah. it because yeah. it it's David Savard going to Detroit for Brian Lashoff and then David Savard going for a fourth rounder and then Brian Lashoff going for a first and a third like it, it looks ridiculous but the understanding is, yeah, this, they're basically just buying a pick, uh, which, yeah, I, I I like it. I think it's a great way to, uh, to, to make deals happen. Like, I think, oh, you know, historically last five or so years, there's probably been a decent amount of trades that don't happen because of cap issues. It's just kind of a creative way to get around it and see some more movement from around the league. So I like that aspect of it. Um, I think, yeah. And I think Tampa Bay, they got great value in getting David Savard. Um, uh, like it's not an absurdly high price to pay for, for, for what he brings. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it just sucks though, because you know, the state rival, but what do yeah. you do? Uh, but yesterday also Panthers making a move of their own a third round pick for Brandon Montour, uh, this one got some mixed opinions from, from what I've seen online from people. What are your thoughts on it? I mean, pres- precisely mixed
1: opinions. Um, I, I mean, I have I have a great deal of, of respect for Brandon, Brandon Montour. He was on my fantasy team two years ago when he was in a- in Anaheim. Um, we can get into the details of why he was on my fantasy team if you really want. But the, the I mean, short I've been, sto- I, I've the short an, I- story. The short story is my team sucked um he good offensive potential but i I, who knows what happened in buffalo right
0: well like that's the thing everyone's like wow look at how bad he is right and it's like i think if you pulled any player from buffalo it's going to tell you that they're bad yeah right that's just the reality of that team um hard to say like i don't I like the deal because a third rounder basically just I
1: I think there's no doubt that it was a good value add. Like I, I think that it's a decent price. I I think that's that's all fine. I think it's it's whether or not you that that's the, the, that he's going to pan out.
0: Yeah, and the thing for me like I'm I'm optimistic that Brandon Montour is going to fit in well in Florida based off of obviously everything he did in Buffalo like it was bad, right? Things weren't good there. But you look at the wasn't raw, great, yeah. But you look at the raw tools of the guy. Like this is a guy with size and great mobile skating ability. And if you can uh, implement him into the, the system the Panthers have uh, with their current defenseman, I think his his raw skill set uh, will allow him to be an effective part of, of the Panthers. Is he going to move the needle a ton? Maybe not. Over, but you're over,
1: you're adding depth.
0: Right. You're adding depth, and I think you can make a you know a pretty good case for him over several of the, the current defensemen the Panthers have. So it's an upgrade at a low cost. And it's a guy who if things go well and, and he fits in, I think he has all the tools to be really effective, you know, as a player. Obviously the defensive concerns are, are probably still gonna be there. Uh, but he, he can move the puck, he can get it up ice. Uh he'll he'll pinch, jump into the rush. So like, there are some things to like with Brandon Montour. Like, a lot of people just seem to be pointing out, you know, his possession, is the offense, the defense. Um, but from a raw skill set point, like, I, I I like the player. And I think if they put him in a spot to succeed, which is something, you know, Quenville's done all year with, you know, the guys that they've brought in. Uh, yeah, I, I think he'll he'll be a solid contributor for sure
1: yeah uh just a depth piece i i think it's good i i've you know i mean i liked him enough to have him on my fantasy team the the only concern is the buffalo experiment is he was there for what a year a little more
0: yeah i think he might have been there two you know years. it's
1: like three years this is his third year oh wow like i mean who knows what the what toll buffalo takes on you so i'm I, I think it's gonna it's great for him to get the change of scenery and i'm really excited to see what what, what he's gonna bring for the panthers and i i would fully expect him to be in the lineup on an, uh, 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 like for every game like, yeah that's like, my expectation
0: yeah i think there's yeah i imagine he finds himself in the lineup most nights if if not every night uh but yeah i, I think it's a a fine addition, Uh, not like, not the player I'd I'd expect them to go and get, but at that price, it's hard to really complain too much about bringing this guy in.
1: Yeah. It feels like every, every year, the trade deadline, like teams are trying to get bigger. They're trying to get more physical, uh, you know, bring that like big piece on defense. And Panthers didn't quite go that route. But that being said, like, it's not – I don't think it's a bad thing. And it's a good player for what you you, you paid. Like, that's, that's a pretty good deal.
0: Yeah, like, and it, it kind of just – yeah, like, when you look at the Panthers' decor right now, uh, it's a lot of mobility. You have a little bit of sandpaper there with Radko Goudas. um, And I think that's just the way they're trying to build this team is they want to have D that, that are mobile, can move. And Brandon Montour fits that to a T. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm just, it's going to be exciting. It's, we've seen a lot of players that have, have come from kind of like, let me take the example of Anthony Duclair. You know, I, I don't want to say washed up, but he had a horrible, horrible second half of the season last year and the Panthers gave him a shot. Um, you know, Carter Rahegi was not consistent. He got a shot. Uh, Mason Marchment, there's a lot of guys like that, and I feel like Brian Montour, like, he, he fits that profile, and so far, so good with the guys that Bill Zito's brought in, so I, I'm not expecting anything less from him.
0: Yeah, like, I think the, the kind of – idea and the methodology is you bring in a bunch of guys who do things you who have promising aspects to them like carter Verhage's speed and declare first half last year and his speed and you bring those guys in and you you fit them into your system and you hope that they're better for you than they were when wherever they were previously uh which has been the case for a lot of guys like i throw gustav forsling in there too uh he, he's one of the guys that's kind of stepped up with Eckblad being out and So, yeah, it's kind of like you're you're bringing all these guys in. Obviously, some of them haven't worked out, like Vinny Hinestroza, who has moved. Uh, But for the most part, it seems to be working quite well for this team, and it'll be interesting to see what Brandon Montour does and uh, if there's more moves to come for the Panthers, Um, which leads me right into my next point uh, before we got on here today, announced that the Panthers have signed free agent Nikita Gusev The goose is loose. The goose is loose. The goose is flying south. Uh, (laughs) One year, $1 million deal. Uh, What are your thoughts on, on this edition? Hi, Bill Zito is like
1: making A a, a reputation as being a one year, $1 million contract giver. Like, He's given so many similar contracts, just one year bet on yourself contracts. And I think it's so funny. Um, that being said, I, Nikita Gusev for a million dollars, I think has tremendous upside and it goes in line with what we were saying at the beginning of the season is low risk, high reward situation, the same as Anthony Duclair. And uh, at the time when we were pitching to Alex Galchenyuk, um, it's, it's, it's in line with that and i i will never be upset about it i think it's i i think it's great and listen nikita goose probably like because he he got traded from vegas to new jersey um i can't
0: remember yeah the rights. His rights got traded. Yeah. He, he signed in New Jersey. Yeah. And then he had an okay year last year. Like I, I don't think he was particularly bad last year. And obviously his first year. And then for whatever reason, uh things just haven't worked out this year. I
1: mean, new coach, right?
0: Yeah, new coach. New Jersey and-
1: just hired a new like Lindy Ruff, it's his first season in New Jersey. Um Yeah, I I think it's a guy who was who demonstrated a clear potential It's just low risk high reward in my opinion
0: yeah at the end of the day like and he had a decent year last year like 40 something points in 60 whatever games so to me like this is a guy like he undoubtedly has skill for whatever reason things didn't work out in new jersey uh they, they threw him on waivers no one claimed them so they cut ties uh and for the panthers yeah it's just it Again, it's another low risk move where, hey, you bring him in, you know, maybe he's that extra spark you need for, for a playoff run mm-hmm. and you've acquired him for nothing but, but cash. And if not, then you cut ties at the end of the year and, it, you know, it, it doesn't really matter too much. Uh, my guess is that he, he's definitely be, like better than, than what he's shown this year. I, like I think he has a tremendous amount of skill. Like f- from watching him in the, in the KHL, which you know different style of game, but you can see uh, the ability that he has. And for for the Panthers recently, you know the offense has been struggling a bit uh, for whatever reason. Pucks aren't going in, so you add another guy who has an offensive history, and you bring him in for for nothing. I, I think it's a great piece of business for this team. Yeah, you know, um, in in. Every time there's
1: Bill Zito makes a move, we find ourselves kind of thinking this guy's actually really good, and he he has not he well sorry he's been upholding that is every deal he makes I'm I'm impressed and I'm I'm content I'm happy with it.
0: Yeah, like like realistically, if you look at every move he's made since he was hired, I don't think there's one move that he's made where I've like hated it and thought it was bad for the team. And yeah. Right? Like, he goes in the offseason, first of all, gets rid of Mike Matheson, already wins Amazing. over the – That is probably the, the quickest and easiest way he could have won over the fan base. Yeah. Uh, for, for sure is getting out from under that contract. You know, and, I, and I, you know, I know some people like Mike Matheson. He's a Panther for a long time. But, uh, like, every other move, it. and you look at, like, he brought in all these guys in the offseason, uh, low-risk deals. And then when things haven't worked out, he, he's moved guys. you know, yeah. Like when, when I, the Brett, Brett, Brett Connolly, Connolly Brett Con- when he, when he, he hit Estroza.
1: Um, absolutely, he got rid of Björgström, who is literally just not doing anything.
0: Um, he, he's doing good. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard, hard to, to, to dislike anything that he's done as a Panthers fan. And just, you know, and have Nikita Gusev, you know, if this this signing works out, you know, it's just another bullet point in that that GM of the, the year conversation.
1: Yeah. Which, it's hard to imagine a scenario in which he wouldn't be considered,
0: but you it never would be know, a travesty right? for sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So hopefully, you know, the justice is there and he does get it. But <laughs> you know, that that, that that might be a little biased coming from us, but yeah but
1: it is he, what it is, is. he deserves
0: it. I know. Exactly. I think you know people got to recognize that. But yeah, Gusev coming in low risk, love it. Uh with that being said though, our last thing we got to talk about today uh so tomorrow trade deadline. This episode will be out by then, obviously. Uh and in all likelihood there are going to be some moves that go down. Uh, so we're going to make our predictions. I think we each have three trades we think are going to happen tomorrow with the players, where they're going, and what the return is. Uh, and we'll see how close we are. Uh, so we'll start off with you if you have one. All right. So I, I,
1: I think the first one has to be – the first one we have to talk about is the big fish. And I know we, we, we both came up with uh, mockish trades for him. It's none other than Taylor Hall. Yeah. Legendary we,
0: Buffalo Saber. Th- this is this is this was a tricky one for me because I had I had it all planned out what where I thought he was going, what the return was going to be. But then I saw, you know, yesterday the Carolina Hurricanes holding out Hayden Flurry for precautionary reasons. You know, potential he might get traded. And you, you look at the market of players that are out there, and you know, Hayden Flory's a nice young defenseman yeah and i think the only player i could see him being traded for would be in a taylor hall deal so that makes me kind of think carolina might be in on him uh but i'm i had to stick with my original one uh but i'm curious to know what your taylor hall trade was so i didn't i didn't think everything everything out uh that
1: obviously some prospects are, are going to be included um this one's going to be kind of a reach, but I think it would be really, really cool. Um, it, it would be Taylor Hall going to the Edmonton Oilers. Ooh. Going back to Edmonton, I think, you know, it's been talked about for so many years now that I think it's just it's just got to happen. Uh, you know, obviously, obviously, first round pick, probably first and a second, Um and uh, I need to look at the, the depth chart, but I wouldn't be surprised seeing a guy like Evan Bouchard being floated out there in a in a
0: possible. Trail. Oh my goodness! You think that's what's – Oh my goodness! It's I mean, Hall. It's it all, and there's a oh, no, actually change the second rounder to a third rounder though. So you're doing a third rounder and Evan Bouchard, and a first. Oh my goodness. You don't think he's going to go for that much? For, a re- like, it's going to be a rental problem. Yeah. Right? right? Like- well, it's going to be a first and a third, no matter what, I think. Okay.
1: I mean, you look at David Savard, who's also a rental, far cheaper, and he went for a first and a fourth, or a first, a third, and a fourth.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, you know, you, you throw.
1: So, it, yeah, it's you throw part, Evan
0: Bouchard in, that's two firsts, basically.
1: Yeah. Evan that's, Bouchard is the first one I thought of. I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe Raphael Lavois. Could be. Uh, you? Yeah, I'm going to change that forward for forward. Um, I'll change it to Raphael Lavois.
0: Because okay. I
1: think that, what was he, second round?
0: Yeah, he's a second rounder, 40 yeah. something overall.
1: But fringe first
0: rounder, he his name was up there. Um, well, he, he yeah he heated up in the the Memorial Cup playoffs. Yeah. So that would be why. All right, so it's what, what's the final trade? So we'll do
1: a first, a third, and Raphael Lavois for Taylor Hall.
0: With how much retained? Fifty percent. Interesting, because here's the thing with that though is that Edmonton's so close to the cap, they probably have to send cap back.
1: Um, Chris Russell. But
0: then, uh, no, no, no. Uh... It'd have to be like Cassian or someone.
1: Nah, you can't. Not the assassin. What about James Neal?
0: It could be James Neal. if Buffalo wants to. If Buffalo just wants to keep paying guys, you know, an infinite amount of money. Like yeah, uh, I mean, let's if, say
1: let's say let's say this is like this would be without the cap implications, but
0: do they have any like buried people or anything? No, no. well, Bombs on LTIR. Could be Koskinen. That's that'd be a good one, yeah, Miko Koskinen. Could be, but I don't know what Edmonton would be wanted to do there. Interesting. I don't enough, know. I think I, I think Edmont-
1: I, Edmonton's goalie situation period is is. Uh, a topic of its own.
0: Yeah. Um, well, it, it's interesting though, because I, I, Ken Holland did say that he didn't want to give up a first for a rental. So if he's going to give up that package, you would have to assume he's been, he's fairly confident Taylor Hall re-signs. Yeah. Interesting. I like, I like it. Uh, well, cause they're
1: going to make the playoffs no matter what, like that's just a given. I think that pretty much three of the four, Uh, divisions are already set in terms of who's going to be in the top four. I think that the West division is still unknown, and you could argue that um, uh, the Panthers division um, is – For the fourth spot. Yeah, that fourth spot. Probably Nashville, but – yeah, it would be Nashville. Um, But
0: Chicago kind of in there. Yeah, for the most part, like at least like the top three in each div are pretty much locked. Mm Mm-hmm. I like that. I went different direction for for my Taylor Hall trade slightly. Slightly. Uh, I did Taylor Hall 50% retained to the Colorado Avalanche for JT Comfort, a first round pick, and Jean Luc Foodie. Hmm. So you get, they get, Buffalo gets an NHL player back. They get the first rounder, and then they get a guy who was a third-round pick a year ago.
1: I mean, yeah, and I think Jean-Luc Foudy was kind of talked about as being maybe a little better than the third-rounder, but that's neither here or there. Um, I think yeah. that's an interesting trade. Uh, good,
0: good skater. Like, I think, you know, if Colorado really just, like, they've been – you know, they've been killing it lately. So it's, it's hard for them to think, you know, they yeah, need to do something.
1: It's funny. Cause I, when I was evaluating this, I thought of Vegas. I thought Vegas might be in on Taylor hall because Vegas is just
0: Vegas. Yeah. They should to be on everyone. Like at exactly. all times.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: If there's, if the, if the big names out there, like they'll find a way to get that player. So at, at what cost? like if they need to I'm get not, rid I'm of- not putting it past the golden Knights.
1: Uh, They do have a first-rounder available, so that's nice. Um, It's going to be tough to squeeze it into the cap. Somebody would have to be going back, uh, probably in the form of – I wonder if Alex Tuck would be available. Ooh, yeah.
0: He's a good player. Yeah. A Vegas one would be tricky. For sure tricky. But, like, like, Taylor Hall is going to get moved probably no matter what tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I would like be Buffalo,
0: Buffalo a, can't a, just sit on a, him.
1: No, no, they would. That would be disaster. Right?
0: Like if you want to resign him and just bring Although, him back,
1: I would love for them to do it because I think it would be so much funnier
0: if they did. It would be devastating for that fan base. So yeah, <laughs> I, like I, I wouldn't mind it, but uh, it'll, it'll be interesting. All right, so we got our picks locked in for that. Uh, what other deals you got?
1: So I guess we should talk about a Nick Foligno uh, trade. Okay, I had an Excelino one too. Yeah, I, I, I knew you had one. Um I think I think no matter who trades for him, there, there's gonna have to be some retained salary. Um mine was actually to your your Taylor Hall one to Colorado.
0: Okay. Um what's the package?
1: So Probably gonna be a first round pick and uh like is Matt Calvert, you know.
0: Like okay. it I I actually initially another, had Matt Calvert in my hall trade.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to like do like so obviously a first rounder and then you're just trying to like body for body and then by giving away Calvert you can make the cap space. For, um, for Foligno and
0: obviously retain salary. Obviously. See, I don't know if Foligno gets a first. It's uh, Like he's a career 30, like, like the last four years, he's been a 30 point guy. He's such a grit guy. And, you
1: know, I don't think you're trading for Nick Foligno because a hundred percent because of what he's going to bring on the ice. I think that, the the outside has a lot to do with it, and for a team like Colorado, who has I'm trying to think, one Stanley Cup winner. In who? Uh, did Burakovsky win it in Washington?
0: Yeah, I think Grubauer might have too.
1: Oh, Grubauer, Well, Grubauer wasn't playing, but still, still.
0: back backup. Yeah. So count it. Yeah, yeah, count it. Um, they gotta have more. No.
1: Oh, and I forgot. Uh,
0: no, no, no. Grubauer
1: was in Colorado by then. Well, that's a tough bounce. Yeah. So he missed out by a year. Uh. So I think I think really, Burkowski your only Stanley Cup winner on that squad. I don't think Patrick Nemeth won one. I. It's, no. Um. I, I I think it means a lot to have those guys on your, on your roster. So you bring Nick Foligno, maybe not a Stanley cup winner, but definitely a guy with experience and significant playoff experience. Does he um, though? He's been in the league so long.
0: Yeah. But like how, like Columbus has not made the playoffs that much.
1: That's true. Well, they swept Tampa Bay that one year.
0: And like then Tampa, they got yeah. dismantled immediately after. So like, like he's probably maybe played like twenty playoff games.
1: That no, he's played more than that. Anyways, I probably think more, I thi- probably I, you're right, but like, I think there's a good experience fit there, uh, and I think that the price of Matt Calvert in first round is very reasonable. But I get what you mean that you're not sure he's worth a uh, a first round a first rounder. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think he's worth a fir- first rounder. Uh, I certainly wouldn't pay that, and I don't have. Okay, so my trade, uh, I have him going for a second and a fourth, and going up north, slightly to the Minnesota Wild to play with brother Marcus. That's awesome. Yeah, because the the other thing to you, you got to consider with Nick Foligno does have a trade. He has he's a modified no trade clause. So he can, he has some say over where he goes. And I think he would probably not say no to playing with his brother in Minnesota. And I think Minnesota being a team that's been pretty good this year uh, and, you know, finally fun to watch for once with Kaprizov. uh, If they want to add a little more depth that they think they can make a, you know, a little bit of a push. uh, I think Nick Foligno might be a guy that gets it done, reunite the brothers, have fun. Why not? (laughs) Um, yeah, I definitely think he, he
1: would fit in in that Minnesota squad very well.
0: Yeah. He just seems like a Minnesota, Minnesota.
1: player. Yeah. I, I, it's neither mean nor a compliment. It's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's not, not it's, I mean, it's not, it's definitely not a compliment.
0: No. <laughs> I mean, lately, like obviously like Capra's on Fiala and let's say Zuccarello, like those guys have been mm-hmm. fun to watch. But yeah, Minnesota historically has just been not that great to watch.
1: No, so, um, but they you you have to give them credit for this year.
0: No, they they've been great this year. Um, well, and you know definitely you know people actually are you're talking about them and watching them, so that's good for them. And Nick Felino, could he be the missing piece? Unlikely, but maybe. I mean, to
1: first time in franchise history that they get get past the second round. You know, you never know.
0: Never know. All right. Your last one here.
1: So, like, last one, I want to go with like, it's
0: like, i say, like, my last one is not a big name player, but it's just a trade I think was going to happen. And therefore, I, I made it my third, but it really isn't that exciting.
1: Because I kind of want to pick a goalie, you know? Okay. Um, the name that comes to mind for me in terms of goalies that would be available, and I would do it, this would be for a backup. Is I could see a team maybe if if Braden Holtby is available. Ooh,
0: see, well, here's it's, the it's thing: it's a guy
1: that you don't have to protect at the draft at the expansion draft. I, I think you have another year of him, and he's a very
0: experienced backup. The thing for me is that Jim Benning said he didn't want to move anybody. And that pisses me off because
1: why wouldn't you?
0: Well, he just said, like, our group's been through a lot, especially with, you know, COVID and everything lately. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, these are people and I don't want to do that to them.
1: I mean, that's fine, but they have to sign Pedersen and Hughes in the offseason.
0: Yeah, well, you're going to lose a goalie in the expansion draft, probably.
1: Yeah, so... Might as well lose him for something at this point. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's my that's that's my my take on it. But obviously, they, they are human beings, and you have to take into account their feelings. But I, if I were in Jim Benning's position, I, there would be no doubt in my mind that I would be fielding calls.
0: Okay, so what's what's the trade then?
1: Probably Braden Holby to a contender for. Pro- I could see Tampa, honestly. I could see Tampa going out and getting him.
0: How does um, Tampa
1: have any cap space ever? Like listen, they'll figure it out. Um, obviously Curtis McAlaney back in the
0: deal. Um, and probably like a fifth round pick. Yeah. Well, like I would have seen like a nice fit with maybe like Colorado if Colorado didn't just go and get yeah, him. Yeah, Colorado did Dubnik so it was so fast. So it's like okay. Um, another team mentioned earlier could have been could be Miko Koskinen and a deal swap them. And uh,
1: that's not that's not foreign to Edmonton to swap goalies with rivals. Um,
0: no, never done it.
1: Yeah, um, Edmonton seems pretty good. Uh, like there's there's a few teams that could... Yeah, I, I, it's hard to imagine a team that, that is willing to take Koskinen's uh, salary back.
0: Well, yeah, his salary his salary kind of offsets with Holtby. Yeah, and
1: yeah, it's Edmonton has such a tricky goalie situation, don't they?
0: Yeah, it's a nightmare. Um, okay, so your, your your trade right now is Holtby to any contender for anything. Yeah, so wild to on specific. I'll say Tampa Bay
1: for Curtis McElhinney and a fifth round pick.
0: Okay, Curtis McLean, cleaning a fifth-round fifth round pick, okay. Yeah, probably more like sixth. Really? Yeah, I don't think Colby's worth that much anymore. Oh, I think he might be worth slightly more, but, you know, what did like, what Dubnyk just go for a fifth? Yeah. I think you can make a strong case, for Olby's a better goalie than Devin Dubnyk. No they disrespect to Devin Dubnyk. stats have been terrible this season. Olby? Yeah. That team has been terrible too. That's true. That's true. Although Thatcher Demko's been quite good. Uh,
1: they, they, yeah, they, they, they. Hard to they, say. They, they, give up a lot of, uh, a lot of pucks. Um, yeah. So I'll, 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 I'll stick to Tampa Bay. For, Holt B for a fifth and McElhinney.
0: All right, my last one here. Very unexciting, but I'm.
1: You, if, you of, are like
0: convinced this is going to happen. Of all the, of all, of all the the three that I've suggested, this is the one that I think is most likely. Like I'm like very certain I, the return might be off, but I'm very certain Luke Glenn Denning is going to Edmonton, <laughs> and he's going to Edmonton for a fifth rounder. Book it.
1: Um, Nick Deloria just got traded to Pittsburgh. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know what that, that trade is.
0: Um, I was I was gonna do a Nick Deloria trade. Damn. Yeah, I know you were. And it I was gonna be Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, it was going to be Pittsburgh for whatever their turn actually is. Yeah. Okay. And and then
1: allegedly the Avalanche, Leafs and Capitals are among teams potentially willing to part with a first rounder for Nick Foligno.
0: What? In this economy? <laughs> Well, this is- We were doing a first rounder for Nick. <laughs> it's a tough like, one, isn't it? Like, I guess like, you know, it's going to be a late first and it's like not a good draft, but. Well, that bodes much better for you than it does for me though. <laughs> all right.
1: I-, I suppose it does. Uh, but it doesn't. The- Besides, it's literally going to happen like in 10 minutes once we're done recording the podcast. So yeah. Well,
0: yeah. Well, well I'm editing it hundred percent. It's going to happen. Um, Okay, but yeah, Luke gundenning though to the Oilers for a fifth round pick. Book it, walk it in. Go out, buy your Oilers Luke Gundrening jerseys if that's your team. Uh, it's gonna happen. But all right, well, uh, all right. I guess that's uh, those those are our predictions. We'll uh, we'll tweet them out. We'll see how close we uh, close we are, uh, and we'll find out tomorrow. Should should be uh, should be good. And, uh, yeah, that, that does it for this episode. Thank you to everyone tuning in uh we'll be back on thursday with a brand new episode uh don't know what we're going to talk about yet we'll figure it out actually no we'll definitely just talk about all the trades that happen tomorrow yeah i think there'll be a plethora of uh hopefully 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 there is
1: well you want to know what last time i said that the floodgates weren't going to open and then they opened so by me saying that there's going to be a lot of content means that they're literally done with trades so i don't know i have no idea what
0: to think anymore we will we will figure it out then, uh, but thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday, and we will see you all then.